Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Hey guys, it's Pastor Chris, and I'm so happy that I get to be with you this Wednesday night midweek service. It's going to be awesome. You know, um, we are just really walking through some times We miss you guys, our friends, our partners. We're praying for you. Um, As a church family, I just want you to know we are winning. You're winning. Listen, if you've got anything, prayer requests, um, just just needs in your life, don't forget, contact us. Get with the ministry here. We're so excited about your future because we know your future is great. Amen. Amen. Sometimes in life, you're maybe facing times we've never seen before, but as a family, as a church family, group of believers, uh, this is what we do. We overcome, amen? And that's what I'm going to be talking to you today about not being overwhelmed, amen? You might look like you're overwhelmed, but you're ready to overcome, amen? Today is going to be a really, really, really good word, and I just want to take the time tonight to be with you as you go to a greater level of understanding that you've got grace for the place, you've got the anointing for the place, and you've got the ability for any situation and circumstance you may be facing. Amen? And praise the Lord. Well, don't forget, please share tonight. Share right now. Tell your friends. Call somebody up. Send it. Share it. Feel free to share it. You're helping us by sharing it because we're bringing hope and help to people. You know, some of the things we've been seeing here at the ministry is people have really just been reaching out about how helpful the messages have been to help them navigate through times when they really don't know what's going on. Uh, I don't know about you, but all of us need to be encouraged and all of us need just sometimes a place of sanity, amen, as we're walking through some times we don't understand. Well, glory to God. I'm so happy you're watching. Put your feedback in there. Put your com- I'm watching, so put your feedback in there. Put your comments in there. Let's get ready to go. It's going to be a powerful night, and I promise you this. The Word of God's going to make a way even where there seems to be no way. Amen? So keep updated with everything going on. Praise the Lord. How many excited about giving? Man, I am excited about giving, and I just want to let you guys know we so appreciate your faithfulness and your, your love for God and your love for people because your continued faithfulness is making a way for us to do so many things here at the ministry, not only to just just do what we do on the daily, but to be a blessing and an extension of blessing in our community, in our church family, and in the world. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hey, listen, I got this scripture for you. It's Acts 1127. I started thinking about you guys. Acts 11.27 in the Amplified Bible, we're going to read, and it talks about a famine in the land, and it tells the disciples a story of how they understood what they needed to do. During these great days, prophets, inspired teachers, and interpreters of divine will and purpose came down from Jerusalem to Antioch, and one of them named Agabus stood up and prophesied through the Holy Spirit that a great and severe famine would come upon the whole world. And this he did, and this did occur during the reign of Claudius. So the disciples resolved to send relief, each according to the individual's ability, in proportion as he had prospered, to the brethren who lived in Judea. And so they did, sending their contributions to the elders by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. You know, 
I want you to see this. Agabus was a prophet. Agabus prophesied that there was a famine coming to the land, giving God's people forewarning that something was going to take place. And I want you to see what Agabus does. He sends this message to the church. And Antioch was the first place that the Christian was called a Christian. And this is what happens. Agabus prophesies, and this is what it says. The disciples resolved within themselves to send relief, each according to the individual's ability. And that's what I want you to know. And I want you to think about that. It's according to your ability to be given in proportion as they prospered. Basically, they sowed their seed and they staved off the season of famine. And that's what I want you and I to remember, that as we take time to give, your faithful giving is strategic, not just in this moment of time, but it's strategic to the work of God in the earth. You guys are the modern-day givers that are allowing God's work to be done in the earth. And I, I want you to know that's something to be totally excited about because your seed makes a way to produce the breakthrough in your life and your seed produces access in other people's life so they can prosper. Guys, I want you to know that's what they did. They, they purposed in their heart to send relief out of the ability where they could to what? To help their brethren. That's what we do sometimes. We do acts of kindness. We do acts of giving. We tithe and we give offerings to be a help. You know, I don't know about you, but even in these times, as the church reaches into the earth to help not just the people of the church, but we do humanitarian outreach and, and relief. Even this week, the teams were doing stuff, so much stuff. That is our due benevolence unto God. And the Bible says this, that God will not forget our work and labor of love. He's not going to forget your seed, but he remembered every seed you ever sowed. Praise the Lord. God is so good that he remembers your gift giving and he rewards you according to your seed. That is so good. Amen. So here's some awesome ways for you to give. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'll tell you what. I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been like you. I've been kind of mastering the level of giving. <laughs> Glory to God! I tell you, I really am excited because I, I, be, I believe without a shadow of a doubt that my giving's making a difference in this thing. I got a place of peace no matter what. So, number one way you can give is online. You all know that relevantfl.org/giving. Go right there. It's right on the screen. You can give right through there. Relevantfl.org/giving. Just put everything in there, information wise, and you'll know where to go. Amen. You could text to give. You could text your dollar amount to 386-968-1103. That's 386-968-1103. And then you just begin the mobile giving process. That seems to be some of the easiest ways to get it done. Another way you can do it is through Cash App. Via Cash App giving dollar sign relevant FL. Please put your full name and your gift amount in the notes. And then another way, of course, is you could mail it in. It's Relevant Church, 920 Bevel Road, Daytona Beach, Florida. You got any questions, call the ministry. If you got prayer requests, call the ministry. I want you to know that. Let's pray over your seat. The, the number at the church is 386-257-4622. So make sure you, anything you need there, give us a call. We're praying for you. We're believing God. Let's pray over your offering. Glory to God, and we can get in his word. Father, we just thank you.
for the gifts being given. And we know that they're making a way for increase in each and every front of our lives. We know that as we give God, you take our seed, you multiply it. And not only do you multiply it, but you bring it back in greater multiplication of what it was sown. The Bible says 30, 60, and 100 fold off the gift. We know, God, you are the God of Deuteronomy 111, a thousand times greater than what we released. We believe it. We're in covenant with you. And because you're a covenant-keeping God from generation to generation, as we release obedience to do the word of God, you release faithfulness in your word to produce the harvest of our life. We believe it and we receive it. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Come on, grab your Bible. Let's just get in this word. I was thinking about this this week. You might be overwhelmed, but I promise you this, you're not going under. Amen. Sometimes life seems to be so overwhelming, but I got news for you. You're anointed. Amen. And even though there's a lot of stuff going on in the earth, the anointing upon you is going to help navigate you through the decisions you have to make in this life. I was thinking about this. You're not overwhelmed. You're anointed. One of the ideas I thought, you might be what? You might be overwhelmed, but you're not going under. Glory to God. I'm telling you now, if you don't feel overwhelmed in certain areas, you might not be human. Amen. We're thinking like, when can we go back outside? Hallelujah. When can we get back to normal? Praise the Lord. When am I going to figure out how to do the kids' math homework? Can I get an amen? I don't understand a lot of stuff right now, and I feel like maybe it's a little overwhelming, amen, but I promise you this, I might feel overwhelmed, but I promise you, you're anointed to make it through it. What does that mean? God's put his ability on you in this season to help you navigate through all of it. You say, Pastor Chris, if he did, could he please show up now, amen? <laughs> And I know, guys, it's not easy navigating through an overwhelming season of life because we feel like, oh, my gosh, when am I going to get some relief from some of the situations and circumstances we're walking through? I promise you this. You might be overwhelmed, but you're not going under. Amen. I'm going to show you some powerful tools to make it. And I want you to see this. You know, Brother Hagen tells a story in the 1950s in California. I love it. This is the middle of a flu epidemic that was devastating in the earth. Everything was shut down, and there were some preachers, you know. And I read this in one of his books, and it really blessed me. I went and found it, and I wanted to share it with you. There was preachers standing around talking with the pastor after the church where Brother Hagen was having this meeting. And they said, do you think they're going to have to shut this meeting down? And the pastor replied, no, Brother Hagen won't let me shut it down. <laughs> Amen. And you got to understand, they were in times of faith. We didn't have social media then. And these guys were just, in the 1950s, they were just, you know, it was word of mouth or it wasn't getting out, you know. And they said, no, Brother Hagen ain't going to let us shut down this meeting. Amen. And I promise you, there's no hidden people in the building here. We're, we're following the law of land. Just hear me. And one of those preachers said, well, aren't you afraid you're going to get the flu? And he said, man, you're down to almost nothing. There were hardly 50 people here tonight, and I had an evangelist over at another church. He closed his meeting down. He went home to get ready to have the flu. He said he felt it coming on. <laughs> this is funny, right? Ain't it a little bit how people talk? About that time, Brother Hagen walked up and said, they said to him, Brother Hagen, aren't you afraid? He said, you're gonna, aren't you afraid you're going to have the flu? 
they said, they said it real quiet. And he said real loud. He said, no, he said, I'll tell you something. I'm never going to have the flu. Oh, Brother Hagin, one of the men whispered. He said, I wouldn't say that if you, if I was you, I wouldn't say that. The devil might hear you. And Brother Hagin just reared back and said loudly, yes, that's the very dude I want to hear me. <laughs> I, want, I want him to know that I know who I am in Christ Jesus. That I know what I have because of what Jesus has done for me. And that he's not fooling with some novice who doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> and doesn't know what he's doing. I want him to know he's not going to run over me. I want him to know it now so I don't have to fight later on. You've got to have holy boldness, he said. And you've got to be willing to be in the forefront of the battle. Man, guys, I'll tell you what. That. That got me going. I started thinking, man, in overwhelming circumstances like that, like we're facing, sometimes we just got to have holy boldness to get us over. Amen. That story really blessed me. I love it. He said, don't you worry about the devil hearing you? Come on, church. It's time for us to act like the anointed ones. It's time for us to bring hope into a hopeless situation. It's time for me and you to take time to teach the earth that don't worry about it. Jesus already been here. He knew it was coming, and he already supplied the anointing to overcome every one of life's situations and circumstances. Praise the Lord. And I know what some of you are thinking. I wish some of that anointing would show up in my house when my kids are bouncing off the wall your husband's driving you crazy, amen, can I get an amen? Your wife wants to do another project. If my wife gets another DIY project, I promise you this, I'm walking down the street, amen, and going to just, I'm going to the beach, glory to God. Hallelujah, how many of you DIY yourself to enough? Enough is enough. I don't need another do-it-yourself project. The other day I came, I come home uh, yesterday, and she's got the whole bedroom ripped apart, and there's beds all over <laughs> I'm going, my God in heaven, what's going on? I need to get back to normal. Glory to God. I don't know. She never wanted to clean this, most, this much in her whole entire life. And bake. Glory to God. I got I to gotta watch my diet and be careful. Amen. More projects for me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm just being real with you now. Praise the Lord. What's it mean to be overwhelmed? You ever ask? I don't even know if I'm overwhelmed. I don't, I don't even know sometimes. Sometimes I think I'm just breathing and making it. This is what it means to be overwhelmed. Overwhelmed means this. Overcome completely in mind and feeling. Somebody just said, yep, I got it. <laughs> I said, That's, I got overwhelmed. That's what I, I am definitely overwhelmed. I am definitely completely in mind and feeling overcome. I am overwhelmed with, I am overwhelmed, especially with superior forces. I feel destroyed and crushed. This is the, this is, now I'm, I'm being, I'm being kind of, I'm being Webster Dictionary over here, okay? Okay, to cover or bury beneath the mass of something. How many feel like just a mass of something fell on you? Don't say it out loud. Cursing ain't allowed in church. <laughs> a mass of something as floodwaters, debris, avalanche, amen, to heap, to load, to just overpower excessive amount of anything. A child overwhelmed with stuff going on in life basically means to overthrow. Listen, guys, here's what I want you to do. That's what it means to be overwhelmed, but I want you to know it happens to all of us. We, would be, we wouldn't be telling the truth if we sat here and said, Pastor Chris, you ever feel overwhelmed? Yeah, I, feel, I could feel overwhelmed any time. I could feel like, yeah, what am I going to do? I don't know. I think Jesus was overwhelmed. You know, it seems like we got to understand something. Jesus faced the same stuff that we face in life, 
even greater stuff has he faced. But I got news for you. He might have felt overwhelmed, but he knew where his strength and help was going to come from. It was going to come from the Lord. And that's what we want to look at today. I want you to see this. I love this scripture. Really, really, really blessed me. David said it like this in 2 Samuel 24.10. I got this in the Message Bible. 2 Samuel 24.10 in the Message. I write this down. Sometimes we get overwhelmed because of a lack of listening. Amen. I think we could all get to a place where, oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know what I'm going to do. What am I going to do about, and listen to what I mean. What am I going to do about the bills? What am I going to do about the kids? What am I going to do about my business? What am I going to do about my church? What am I going to, I'm talking about you too. I know what happens, guys. Listen, we know God's going to work it out, but sometimes in the middle of it, we go, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I, I'm, I, I'm, some people I know right now, they don't have a job to go back to. Some people right now, we don't have a sense of normalcy to go back to. So what do I do when I feel like I'm overwhelmed? What do I do when I feel like I can't hear? That's one of the biggest things, too. Like, sometimes in the mid- middle of overwhelming circumstances, all we want to do is hear, and it's sometimes hard to hear what we need to hear when the pressure's on. Look what David says in 2 Samuel 24.10 in the Message Bible. But when it was all done, this is that scripture I even gave you. This is kind of funny that this is the actual census that David took place where the earth that we said that that David went to the altar. This was our prayer scripture we found. But look what it says. But when it was all done, David was overwhelmed with guilt because he had counted the people. And I love what it says here replacing trust with statistics. That is so strong. Write that down. We can't replace trusting God with the statistics. David prayed to God, I have sinned badly in what I have just done, but now, God, forgive my guilt. I've really been stupid. That's what David said in the message. That's kind of there. But look at this. Replacing trust with statistics. I think we've all replaced trust with statistics. Ain't that true? We look at the statistics. It says we look at the we look at the circumstances and we we kind of lose trust. We start losing trust in God and his word because the circumstances look big. We look we start losing trust in God because things look a little bit uh, out of sorts. Like, well, you know how many you know how many and look look even in the middle of this pandemic, they're looking at the world statistics and it's showing, "Oh my god, look at this." Well, we lose trust in God sometimes being our healer when we look at the statistics of life when you start looking at the numbers and you go oh my god is this is this and if you're not careful and you're being honest guys what happens is this. we start looking at don't look at your bank account sometimes because the numbers don't look at the numbers maybe you get the doctor's report maybe you got a different kind of report then what the word of God says, you start looking at the statistics of life and they start saying something different than the word of God. That's what David did. He said, man, he said, look, he said, I'm overwhelmed with guilt because why? I'm replacing trust with the statistics of life. Man, we can do that if we're not careful. I got news for you. It feels when you're trying to see the big picture that you get overwhelmed the most. That's a takeaway. Just look at that for a minute. Pull that in. Sometimes we try to get out of this pressure prematurely, and we start trying to figure out how in the world am I going to see the big picture? Is that all right? We start looking at the big picture and going, 
How is the big picture making any sense to what's going on right now in my life? Sometimes the big picture is so hard because we're trying to find all the details. What do I do? How do I do it? Sometimes trying to get out of pressure prematurely puts me in a position of not understanding how to be peaceful in the situation that I'm in. And one of the other things is this. Sometimes we get overwhelmed because we're trying to see the big picture too early. Sometimes we just got to take step by step by step. Really, really important. And look, I want to I give you this scripture. I'm kind of going to, I'm going to kind of move them around a little bit. I want you to see this. Okay, in Romans chapter 5 and verse 1 in the Amplified, I want you to look at this, and I need you to see, we're going to read 5, 1, 2, and 3, and this is really going to help you. Romans 5 and 1 in the Amplified Bible, we're going to pop it up there for you to see it, but one of the things I want you to get and understand is this, is it's normal that when sometimes we're in overwhelming circumstances, we want to see the big picture. And the big picture sometimes isn't always there. So what do I mean by that? Sometimes we got to triumph in the troubles step by step. We don't get from 1 to 20. We got to get from 1, 2, 3, 4. Gradual steps with God to produce the peace we need even when it looks like situations, circumstances, overwhelming. And this isn't just because we're going through a pandemic, guys. This is because this is how you walk with God. I don't, if God showed me the big picture in the beginning, I'd probably would have messed it up. You know what I'm saying? So God is going, oh, I remember being called to the ministry. God was like, hey, if God would have told me we were going to be here the first day, I would have never picked up the mantle and neither would you. Look at Romans 5 and 1 in the Amplified. It says this, therefore, since we are justified, acquitted, and declared righteous, and given right standing with God through faith, let us grasp the fact that we have peace of reconciliation to holy and to enjoy. Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Through him also we have access, entrance, and introduction by faith into grace. Now, grace is going to be a big word. He gave you grace for this life, and I'm going to explain it. The state of God's favor in which we firmly and safely stand. And let us rejoice and exult in our hope of experiencing and enjoying the glory of God. Look at verse 5. Man, verse 5 and 3. Verse 5 and 3 is life-changing. Moreover, let us also be full of joy now. Be joyful. Put your joy on. Amen. Let us exalt and what? Triumph in our troubles. Man, that is so good. Rejoice when we suffer, knowing that the pressure and affliction and hardship produces patience and unswerving endurance, right? We don't sway. We don't swerve. But I love this. God is teaching you how to triumph in your troubles. So let me give you this, right? I want you to write this down. Just remember, start small. It's small steps that leads to great success. And that's what I think we do. We get in overwhelming situations. For instance, you might be in a situation right now where you're like, I'm here and I need finances. I'm going to need finances a week from now. Or you're going to need finances I don't know, whenever, and you're like thinking, oh, my God, how in the world is God going to do this? I got news for you. 
Take baby steps. Don't try to figure out the big picture. Listen, the Bible said this. You know, it's funny. Um, yesterday, uh, uh, this is, I'll show you my, my I, I, the other night, well, in between the, the, my wife re- DIYing the whole house, I had, to go, <laughs> I had to bring pieces of her last project to the garbage. And I was walking, I was walking out. You know, and I was walking out. I seen this little thing hopping around. I didn't know what it was. And I'm looking. I'm like, oh, my God, what is that, right? Now now I'm getting attacked by wild animals. It was a little tiny bird, you know. And this little tiny bird was hopping around. And obviously, he couldn't fly away or he would have been gone. And I started thinking. I said, this little tiny bird. I said, man. So I went back and forth. And this little bird is sitting there. And, the, and he, couldn't, he, couldn't, he, couldn't, he couldn't fly. I don't know if he's figuring out or whatever he's doing. So you know what I did. I opened the garage. And I kind of scooted him in there. And he's in the garage. And I showed the kids. And everybody's screaming. This little bird. I don't know why I'm telling you this story. But this little bird, was, was in, he's, he's in my personal home gym, which is which is, which is a lot I'm sharing and I, and, I, and I put him in there and this little bird was in there and you know what he spent the night and today when I leave hopefully he'll fly away okay I'll give you I'll give you the update on the bird but one of the things I want to think about was this I thought about that the Bible says our father in heaven he feeds the birds in the air from the sky he takes care of them how much more does he want to take care of me and you and that's what I was thinking about I felt sorry for that little bird I felt like, man, if we leave this little bird out all night long, he ain't going to make it. And something on the inside said, just let him stay in the garage. Give him a chance. And I thought about that later. I said, what about our Heavenly Father? You don't think the perfect timing, everything he already figured out for your life and my life? I know the bird story sounds a little silly, but I promise you this. That little bird, guess what? His father made sure that he was taken care of. Jesus promised that just like the fowls of the air get taken care of, I'll take care of you. How much more will he take care of the sons and daughters of God than a little bird flying in the air? I want you to know God's been before us. He understands what you need. He's been ready to meet your needs now. He's going to meet your needs. But one of the things I think sometimes is we want the whole picture. God, how are you going to do it? God, how are you going to get me out? God, how are you going to heal my body? Oh, the last 20 people that had this, they didn't, it didn't work out like this. It didn't happen like that. It didn't do this. It didn't do that. How are you going to get the money to show up? How are you going to get this marriage? We're in marriage counseling, but how can you fix this? Just easy. Don't get overwhelmed. Don't get overwhelmed. Remember, you're anointed for this. This is such a time you're living in that God's not going to leave you nor forsake us. God didn't let you step into this situation and not give you the results before he gave you the beginning. Look what this scripture says. Matthew 10, 41. Man, I love it. And the Message Bible. It's, now, now, watch this. It, it, I, I'm telling you, this thing is life-changing if you pull this in. It, listen to this. Now, just write this down. Just remember... Start small. Take small steps. Take sm- taking small steps in trust leads to large strides in faith. Did you get that? Write that down. It's a great takeaway. Taking small steps, right? They're like a little, 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 little. Take little steps. Take little steps of trust. They lead to great steps of faith. You understand it? Little strides, little trust, little steps. And the next thing you know, the steps of trust, the small steps of trust lead to great steps of faith. They do. I promise you. Look at what it says here. 
accepting a messenger of God is as good as being God's messenger. Man, is that good news. Accepting someone help is as good as giving someone help. This is a large work I've called you unto. That's what he's saying. Look, I know what I called you to, but don't be overwhelmed by it. It's best to start small. Man, is that not good? He's saying, look, I know what I've asked you to do. I know what I've called you to do. I know what I've called you. You, listen, I'm talking to you right there. I know God knows what he called you to do. And all he needs you to do is take one little step of trust. You know, you think about it, it's like, I always think of, like, the kids with this kind of stuff, you know, like, trusting you, you know. It's like, you remember when a kid gets ready to walk, they kind of, like, they size it up, and you're like, come on, you're like, come on. You know, you do a little finger thing, and you're like, come on, come on, take that step, take that step. And it takes almost all uh, of the ability they have to take that first step. But, boy, once they take that stride, that one stride, boy, their faith kicks in and they take off. But here's the thing. Sometimes in life we've got to remember, don't look for the big picture. Don't look for the big picture. Look for the small step. Can you take one step of faith? Because one step of faith leads to the next step of faith. Can you take another step of faith? Can you take another step? Get up today and get, when you get up tomorrow, like tonight before you go to bed, just say, Father, I trust you. If tomorrow morning, the first thing you get up, take a step of faith. Take a stride of faith. Take an I believe. Take an I'm expect. Take a place of peace. Take a confession of the word of God. One little step after the other lead to great strides with God. Here's what I want you to know. When the promises of God have grown in the ground of a faith-filled heart and reached the time of maturity, it will come to pass. It will be a direct result of the presence of God, and it will be not by human might or power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. That's what we got to remember. I want you to, man, I'm telling you what, this is one of the, this is one of the scriptures that I think is life-changing. I'm going to skip one and come back around. Zechariah 4.6 is so strong, and you know what it is? Zechariah 4 and 6 says this, says, the grace of God will make a way. That's what it says. Listen to this. Then, I know I kind of jumped ahead of my notes here, but Zechariah 4 and 6, he said these words. He said, then he answered and spoke unto me, saying what? What did he say? This is the word of the Lord in the Zerubbabel, saying, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. God said, not by might nor by power, but by the spirit of God. That's what we got to believe. The Holy Spirit's going to help you. The Holy Spirit is going to help you with the transformation process. Amen. You're going to transform from the inside. You're not going to conform to the pressure of the earth. You're not going to conform to the problems that are in the earth. You're not going to conform to the, listen, the fear that's in the earth. You're not going to conform to any of that. You're going to be transformed by the word of God. Ain't that great news? Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. That's what he said, because that's what he knew. I promise you this. Guess what? Grace is going to give you the access to God's greater victory. You know, some of the things we see here is this. Grace can overcome the cares that seem to be so overwhelming, because it's God's ability in you giving you power to make it. I love this, man. I think this is so awesome. Look at this. I'm going to give you this scripture right here. 
grace. And then we're going to go back to Zechariah, but I want you to see this. This is so, so good. Look at 1 Timothy 6.20. I want you to see this. Grace can overwhelm the cares of the earth. What does that mean? God gave you his grace. Gave you his ability to be an overcomer. And look at this. Oh, my dear Timothy, guard the treasure you were given. Guard it with your life. Avoid the talk show religion and the practice of <laughs> talk show religion like that. And, and the practice confusion of the so-called experts. My God, there it is right there. I found CNN. And and the and the confusion of the so-called experts. There you go. Praise the Lord. And come on, laugh, will you? Come on, you gotta if you ain't laughing, you're gonna start crying. First Timothy 6:21. People caught up in a lot of talk can miss the whole point of faith. Overwhelming grace keep you. What? Overwhelming grace can keep you. That's what he was telling to me. He's like, Timothy, look, you got a big shoes to fill, kid. You got a big ministry. You got a big plan. I'm talking to you today. You got big shoes to fill. You got a big plan. You got a big ministry. You say, little old me's got a, yeah, Pastor Chris, you I'm talking to you. You, Pastor Chris is talking to you right there. You got to be, so I just go to work. Guess what? You ain't just going to work. You're a kingdom financier, amen? You're a prosperity. You are an agent of prosperity, amen? You are, you're modern day. You might be a modern day. You're a modern day preacher. Come, come on, did you get that? A modern day preacher. Glory be to God. I hope you got that. Modern-day preacher, what do you mean? You're preaching in the workplace, glory to God. Look what it says, and I want you to see this. The grace of God will make way. Now, I want you to write to me. you got to pull this in, all right? you got to pull this in. He said, overwhelming grace can keep you. God gave you the grace to keep you in every season of life. Look at Zechariah 4 and 7. Now, this is what I want you to do. The grace of God will make a way. My God in heaven, look at this. Who art thou, who art thou, O great mountain, before his rubble? Remember that? He said, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Then look what he says here. Oh, great problem. You could say this. Oh, great problem. That's the mountains. They're problems. How dare you stand before Zerubbabel? He shall make you like a flat land, and he shall bring forth the headstone, therefore shouting, crying, grace, grace unto it. Amen? I don't know if you guys were in there for that series, but that's why I taught the church. Grace, grace. What's that mean? Grace, grace, ability of God on, the ability of God on you, giving you availability to do anything greater than what you see in front of you. That means the overwhelming things of life cannot overtake you because you've got the grace of God upon you, amen? You've got grace for the place, amen? Grace for the place. God's got us in a place right now that he already gave us the grace for it. Did you get that? We've already had the supply of God's spirit in the situation we're facing right now today to overcome all of it. And you might say, Pastor Chris, I'm, I don't, I, what, what are you telling me? I'm telling you God already has gone before us. He's the alpha and he is the omega. He is the beginning and he is the end. He sees you right there in the middle in 2020 and he brought a supply of the Holy Ghost. Now, this is why you got to stay in the word. You got to stay in some prayer. You got to pray in the Holy Ghost, you know. You know, today, it was, it was, it was a good morning. I was getting ready to get, get going and get prepared. And all of a sudden, I felt, 
I felt the unction on the inside, and I prayed in the spirit, amen. Matter of fact, I prayed with somebody. Uh, I took a little time and was praying, and as I was praying, I just edified myself to a place of power. I edified my place self to a place of of ability. I edified my place, my place of strength on the inside. I edified my grace for today. Hallelujah. Did you get that? I edified my grace for today. When I flipped the switch and prayed in tongues, I love what Brother Hagin said. I want the devil to know. That's who I want to hear. I'm not getting sick. I'm not going to be broke. I'm not going to be overcome. I'm not going to walk in fear. Are you worried about saying that too loud? My God in heaven, the only volume I got is loud. Where you been? Amen. No, I'm going to win. Amen. In every battle, he always causes me to try. We are not the defeated church. We are the anointed church. You might feel like you're overwhelmed, but you're not going under. Amen. You've got the anointing to take you over into a place of victory. And I'm not just shouting this out. I'm living this out. I'm living it on the inside out. I'm turning it around because my words got power, amen. My words got the ability to release in the lives of the followers of God the ability to function at the same level that we're functioning at. That's the key of the anointing, amen. That's what Elijah was teaching Elisha. He said, listen, kid, you stay there, but I'm going on. And he said, I'm not leaving your side. If you go, I'm going. He said, listen, kid. Stay over here. He went to Bethel. He went to Jericho. He went to Jordan. He said, I ain't, I, I'm, I, he said I'm, not, I'm not staying back. I'm going where you go. He said, you asked the hard thing, kid, but if you could stay close, you could come over. We are the triumphant church. We are the victorious church. We are the overcoming church. We have the ability of God in every season of life. I promise you this, that God has given you grace for the place. To overcome in every one of life situations. And I can prove it to you. I can prove it to you through the word of God. I know you know it and you're doing good. High five your neighbor. Say you're doing good. We, not in this, there's nobody in the church here at the house. You got to do it at the house. High five your neighbor. You say, well, Pastor Chris, I don't want to touch him. We've well, been quarantined with him for crying out loud. If you ain't touched him, what are you doing? Touch him. Give him a high five. Run around the house. Give everybody a high five. Amen. You see it? Are you seeing what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? Look at your neighbor. Say, he's talking to you. Glory to God. Look at this. Look at this in the Amplified Bible. You have gotten the grace for the place already. It's been laid up for you guys. 2 Corinthians 12, 8. It's, it's already waiting for you. He gave you grace. God gave you the grace. That's God's ability on you and me allowing us to do what we could not do by ourselves. That's grace. God's ability, God's anointing, God's power. God's pride. What is grace? God's ability, God's anointing, God's power, God's grace on you. Ability, power, supply, himself, personality, character, everything, anointing, everything on you. What did he say to Zerubbabel? He said, not by might, come on, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. What that mean? He meant my ability is going to go before you and make it happen. Now all you got to do is say, grace, grace. You got to know, you got to put faith in grace. Come on, you see that? you got to put faith in the grace on your life. By grace and faith were you saved, right? By grace through faith. And then after you get saved, you got to put faith in grace. Did you get that? He gave you supply. That, it's redemption. We didn't even know we needed salvation. We didn't know. God's grace laid it up. All you did was take faith and believe it and receive it. But now here's the good news. Grace through faith got you saved, but now faith in grace keeps you in victory. Did you get that? Grace 
in faith got you saved. Grace, by grace through faith. So you believed and what? Got saved. Once you got saved, guess what? You got all this in you. Now guess what? Now I got to put faith in grace again to live what? Victorious in the earth. Look at this. David, I was talking about before, said this thing. He said what? He said, man, he said, I got to be a listener. I got to be a listener. Because if I can listen, I can be victorious. I need you to listen to me today. Look at this. Three times, three times, three times Paul called upon the Lord. Three times I called upon the Lord and besought him that he and begot him that it might depart from me. He had the angel of Satan buffeting him. I've told you this story a hundred times, but you've got to see this. But he said unto me, my grace, my favor, and my loving kindness and mercy is enough for you. It's sufficient against any danger and enables you to bear the trouble manfully. Man, I like that. You're going you to bear trouble manfully. You're strong in the Lord and the power of his might. For my strength and my power are made perfect, fulfilled and complete, and show themselves most effective in your weakness. Why? Because when I'm weak, he's strong. You know what I notice about being weak? I'm never really weak, but I'm weak when I step in my own ability. So weakness is this, me leaning on myself. But if I lean on God, I'm strong. It's when I'm going to try to pull it off on my own. So that's what I'm saying. Take the baby steps. Don't go looking for the big picture. Don't go looking for all the answers. God's not. Let me tell you something about God. Now, this I know about God. He ain't going to tell you nothing. <laughs> God ain't going to tell you because you'll mess it up. You ever, you ever, like this, you ever go somewhere with the kids? You can't tell them what you're doing. Ain't no way. You ever tell the kids, like, you know, oh, we're going to go for ice cream. And then the plans start changing. Out. Oh, my God. Oh, you hear all, well, we're going for ice cream. When are we going for ice cream? When are we going for ice cream? When are we going for, we didn't leave the parking lot yet. When are we going for ice cream? When are we going for ice cream? That's you with God, bugging them all day long. When are we going to do this? When am I going to get that? When's this going to happen, God? God, when's it going to happen? God, you think God's crazy? God ain't going to wear himself out with you. He's just going to say, hey, get in the car. Where are we going? Don't worry. I'll tell you when you get in the car. <laughs> Put it in reverse. Amen. I'm not telling them kids nothing early. Why? Because then they demand it all day long. Well, I thought we were going to be there by now. I thought we were going to be there by now. Oh, my God. Some of you are 40-year-old, 2-year-olds. You'll get there when you get there. Go slow. Amen. Look at this. And, you know, I'm playing with you, but it's true. You know how you do. Look at, for my strength and my power are made perfect, fulfilled, and completed, and show themselves most effective in your weakness. Therefore, I will all the more gladly glory in my weakness and infirmity. Why is that? That the strength and power of Christ, the Messiah, may rest. Yes, may pitch a tent over and dwell upon me. Woo! Watch this. You ready for this? So for the sake of Christ... I am well pleased and take pleasure in infirmities, insults, hardships, persecutions, perplexities, distresses. For when I'm weak in human strength, then am I truly able, powerful in divine strength. You know what happened? He said this, I'm going to give you the ability. I'm not going to make problems disappear, make you bigger than the problem you're facing. I'm not going to make everything rosy. Amen. I'm not going to make everything simple. I'm going to power you to be greater than the stuff you're facing. Does that make sense? Kind of, I want you to kind of like pull that in, especially right here. Man, serving God doesn't mean everything's going to be easy, but he's going to give me the strength to overcome every 
obstacle I may face. That's the grace of God. Powerful with potential to transform your life, but you got to get right in the middle of it for it to really work. He doesn't give you grace for a place until you get to the place you need grace. But that would make no sense. You know what I mean? So you got to get there, and once you get there, it'll be waiting there for you. Man, that is a good word. You know what? The psalmist David said this, my times are in my hand. Woo! He said, my times are in thy hand is how I should have said it. What is he saying? He said, my life is in the hand of the master. For me, there's a sense of tranquility that comes in resting in the Lord. His appointment for us is predetermined. There is peace that comes knowing God has included us in his plan. He got every detail figured out. My God in heaven, I don't know about you, that makes me happy. What you mean? Why? Because this is what I know and what you know. He's already been there. He's already supplied my need. I'm trusting him. I know he's faithful. I just got to take small steps of faith and know I'm going to see God do some supernatural stuff in my life. Man, I'll tell you this. Nothing the enemy does can abort the plan of God for your life. Don't you forget that, okay? One of the things I was thinking about too, don't, sometimes in life, don't, don't, allow, don't allow leisure time to become lazy time. I've thought about that. Why do you say that? Because sometimes we allow this leisure moments, we get lazy in our thinking, we allow ourselves to wander off places we don't need to go. They become overwhelming because sometimes we kind of allow our mind, we kind of mind deal with a situation. You know, we kind of like let our head go to a place it doesn't need to go because we're, we're getting a little lazy in our thought life, guys. We kind of daydream a little bit where we should not go. We kind of want looking, we go looking for answers that are not really f- able to be found just yet, but that's where trust comes in. How would we need, what do we need faith for? The just shall walk by faith. If you knew everything, you wouldn't need faith. If you knew every answer to every detail of your life that you seem to want to know, and I want to know too. I'm not going to sit here and say I don't. I want to know. What faith would that take? Amen? If I knew everything. That's why the just shall walk by faith and not by sight, glory to God. Find all your dependency in God's word. That's how Jesus overcame. That is what I need you to see. Look what the Amplified Bible says in John 5.30. Man, this is so good. Find all your dependency in God's word. That's how Jesus overcame. I am able to do nothing from myself. Man, that is so good. I am able to do nothing from myself independently of my own accord, but only as I am taught by God and as I get his orders. Even as I hear, that's how I judge. I decide as I am bidden to decide. Did you get that? He's saying what? He said, this is, you need to let me go real slow here, okay? So let's, let's start this over because I really want you to, this is Jesus talking, okay? I am able to do nothing. Jesus saying, like, I can't do nothing by myself. Independently of my, of my own accord. So Jesus himself saying, look, I, if I don't get it from God, I can't do it. So we, we think, we think, if you think you're messed up not knowing what's going on, then Jesus is messed up too because he, he's like, he's more messed up than me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding. He's like, look, he's like, I can't do nothing. I mean, obviously, Jesus, come on, guys. 
Obviously, I'm more messed up than Jesus. Come on. But here's what I'm saying. He's like, look, he's like, independently, this makes me want to hear better. Be a better listener. Look what Jesus said. He said, independently of my own accord, I can't do nothing. But only as I am taught by God and as I get his orders. Jesus is like, what do I do now? He's getting orders. Even as I hear, I judge. I decide as I'm bidden to decide. He says, as I hear, I hear, and then I make a decision. Man, this, he's, he's deep. He's in, man. He's paying attention to the master. As the voice comes to me, so I give a decision. Are you seeing that? He's like, hey, what do I do? You know, I think of it like when they got that woman caught in adultery, remember? They had her, and he's like, what do you do? Jesus went and saying he started writing it dirt. He's like, yeah, yeah, Look, probably give him a look up things like, hang on, I'm almost done. What are you doing, Jesus? I just, oh, you, you dad's got the first stone. You chuck it. They couldn't throw it. Are you seeing this? Look at this. Look at this. Even as, even as a voice comes to me, so I give a decision. My judgment is right, just, righteous, because I don't seek my own consult, my own will. I have no desire to do what is pleasing to myself, my own aim, my own purpose, but only the will and pleasure of the Father who sent me. Are you pulling that in? He said, look, man, he said, look. He said, look, 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 look. I just need to get some details from heaven. Guys, listen. Listen to me today. You got you to gotta surround yourself with the stuff that produces faith. That's one of the things I'm leaving you with. You got to surround yourself with the things that produce faith in your life. But here's the key, okay? We're wrapping it up. I need you to get this. You might be overwhelmed. There's, listen, you're not just overwhelmed today. You might feel overwhelmed a month from now. You might feel overwhelmed. Look, we're going to go through. We're going to go through loss. That's going to seem overwhelming. We're going to go through some devastation. It's going to seem overwhelming. We're going to go through some highs. We're going to go through some lows. They're going to be overwhelming situations. We're all going to face. How do I make it through when I feel overwhelmed? I, I, you know what? I told you when we started, right? It might seem like. I'm, I'm going under, but you're not going under. You're going over. Amen? You're going to go over in life, but you're not going to get overwhelmed in life. Sometimes it seems like it's overwhelming me. I can't handle it, Pastor. I can't handle the pressure. I can't handle this addiction. I can't handle this pain. I can't handle this problems. I got news for you. You can. You can. You got to call upon the Lord. That's the key, guys. In my own strength, I'm going to struggle. But in the strength of the Lord, I'm going to be an overcomer. Listen, no matter what you're facing, you might be out there today. Maybe I'm facing a tough marriage. I'm, I, mean, I mean, maybe you're facing a marriage. You feel like, man, I can't make it in this thing. I want you to know you can. There's grace for that marriage. you got to call upon the Lord. You can't do it in your own strength, but you can do it in God's strength. All you got to do is ask. The Bible says in your time you need, ask, and he'll give you help. The Bible said he'll give you the opportunity of grace. He said, ask. That's what the Bible says. In your time of need, and he'll give you grace that's sufficient for you to make it. You might say, man, pastor, you don't know. My kid, my kid is just really, he's, he's so far out there. I, I don't even know if God can reach him. I don't even know if I can, this situation, they're battling and struggling, and, and I'm, losing, I'm losing confidence. I want you to know that grace can get you through. 
you might seem like it's an overwhelming situation. Maybe, you know what, maybe some of you are going to rewrite the history books. You've never seen anybody come out of this situation. You've never seen anybody overcome in this situation. You've never seen anybody make it. I got news for you, you're going to make it. You're going to be the first one maybe to ever say, I did that. You're going to set a precedent for other people to follow. You're going to make it through what they said you couldn't make it through. You're going to live through what they said you couldn't live through. You're going to walk through the fire. You're going to walk through the pain. You're going to walk through and come out the other side because God's grace is going to give you the way. Guys, it might be an overwhelming season of life, but I got news for you. You're not going to fall down short of the finish line. You're going to become an anointed individual that's going to make it to the end and notice that my God made it able for me to be victorious. So remember this, when you feel like you're overwhelmed, you're not overwhelmed. You're anointed for victory. You just got to ask the Lord for help. He'll give you the strength. He'll give you the ability. And when you call upon him, he'll give you the grace to make it to the next place he has for you in life. I want you to be encouraged. I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to believe God with you that no matter what you're facing, God can intervene and move on your behalf. I believe today's message can change your life. Call upon him. The Bible says in your time of need, he'll show up with the grace to give you supply for everything you need to help you in life. Father, I thank you for each and every person listening. I thank you, God, for the challenges of their life. Maybe they're challenged in their body. Maybe they're challenged with their family. Maybe they're challenged in addiction. Maybe they're challenged in their finances. Maybe they're challenged in their arena of their mind. Wherever it is they're challenged, wherever it is they feel like they're overwhelmed, they don't feel like they can make it another step. They don't feel like they could take another breath. They don't feel like they could push a little forward. Or maybe you just got a little things. Maybe there's some little tweaking you got to do in this place of being overwhelmed. I want you to know today that God's ability is going to meet you right there. The anointing that I feel right now coming upon me is going to come upon you right there. If you're sitting there, just lift your hands to heaven and close your eyes. I feel the anointing coming on me strong here. It's going to come on you right there. I believe right now with you and for you. I believe, Matthew 18, 19, if we touch and agree, we're going to touch and agree right now. By, by, by faith, even if you by faith right now, just stick out your hand. Just reach out your hand towards any device you're listening to. By faith right now. This is how we're doing it now. I can't, I can't physically be there, and you can't physically be here. But by faith, God's arm's not short. By faith, just stretch out your hand right now. And believe with me. And I'm going to believe with you. This is a point of contact. It's a place of release. Father, I just thank you that as they stretch their hand out, as they believe and agree that your hand is not short, but the miracle working power of God will meet their need. Turn their situation around. Turn their body situation around. Turn their family situation around. Turn their financial situation around. Turn every situation around because it, they are not overwhelmed. They're anointed for this season and let the anointing of God touch them now supernaturally in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, you gave us that name to walk in authority and walk in power. And we release that name in their moment right now to change and transform them supernaturally. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Man, I pray today's message encouraged you. It encouraged me. I promise you this, guys. I miss you, man. I really do. My friends, our partners, everybody, man, our church family, our church partners that are out there, man, you guys mean the world to us. We miss you, but I want you to notice we're praying for you daily. 
or believe in God for every area of your life and your family. I'm, I'm, I've been declaring and decreeing no lack will come nigh you. No sickness, no disease, no pestilence or plague. Live. Sickness and disease cannot live in or on your body. That's my confession, and I'm not backing up on it. We've explained to Corona where it needs to go. We're not going to repeat ourselves. It knows what it has to do. It's been put on assignment by heaven, and we are as God's jurisdiction in the earth. So, guys, live in the moment you're living in. Love the people around you. I love to hear from you. If you want to send an email or send something to the ministry, you know, just call or whatever. And if you need us, we're here. We're doing everything we possibly can to reach our people and, and, and reach the people that need help. Just share this stuff. Be with us. We're getting ready to give more updates. Please stay tuned as we get closer to find out what is taking place. Even over this weekend, we might we were looking at drive-in church, and we're looking at some more options. We might even be able to have a level of some sort of uh, assembling. Whatever we got to do, we're going to do. Um, we're just being prayerful, but we're also being obedient. We love you. We miss you, and we'll see you soon. God bless you. I'll see you Sunday. And remember this, just as long as you remember, Jesus has you in the palm of his hand. Know that the grace of God is there for you to make you an overcomer. I love you, and I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.